0: Welcome back to the most recent episode of the Drunken Dice Podcast. I know it's been a while, but I'm Alex with my co-host Jim and Peter. I wish I had a fun day planned up for some crazy homebrew that Jim shared with us, and our favorite spells from the Rangers of course. But guys, as we always like to start out, is everyone drinking
1: a lot? But you know, I made a little cocktail, Tequila Sunrise, with... Bad tequila, because I don't have good tequila. <laughs> Just Jose Cuervo. The basic stuff. I am
2: going with something a little strange that I tried on Sunday, so I know it's not crap. Um, but it's, um, I'm going to not pronounce this right, Hoffer. It's a Hoffer. Ha- it's a wheat beer, and it's pomegranate. It sounds like it would be bizarre, but it's actually fine.
1: Pomegranate wheat beer?
2: Yeah. Interrupt.
0: Hey, I am drinking a rye whiskey tonight, which mm-hmm. I know there's from shock because I don't like rye whiskeys. This one, yeah. the uh, Nashville Barrel, this was the barrel pick from a local restaurant in Georgetown called Local Feet. And unlike most uh, rye's, that go and punch you in the mouth with rye and just like to keep beating you with it. This one starts off with the rye, but then finishes off with a buttery smooth finish and it is quite amazing. So much so that after I tried it, I asked to buy a bottle from them. I said yes. <laughs> nice. So it's eight years old. It's 115 proof and this is barrel 158. I know it's a very, very small barrel. Small batch. In this, and of course, I got 158 out of it. So, I I very, very much
1: enjoy it. Did you say a small batch, or is, that, is it single barrel? It's,
0: it's single barrel, but they only okay.
1: made enough to do, I think, <clears throat> I think
0: it was two to three hundred bottles worth.
1: Oh, okay. Wow. Cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Well, it's really good. So, well, cheers,
0: everyone. And then we'll get started to. Prost. Cheers. Starting with some homebrew.
1: Oh, I love homebrew. Love it so much. So, (laughs) got some fancy candles for us. It has a name, like a person's name, as their candles. I don't know how to say the name, so I'm not going to. Fancy Pants' candles? Yeah, Goofy McFancy Mm -hmm. Mm Fancy's Candles. Uh, So, Candle lasts for an hour uh, duration. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And uh, like, like a candle, sheds bright light for five feet, dim light for an additional five. But since this one's magic, it's an uncommon item, anything in that light is affected by the Zone of Truth spell. Must make a DC 13 Charisma saving throw. And if a creature within the radius succeeds the saving throw, the flame of the candle becomes a stark green to let you know it didn't work.
0: Hmm. Interesting.
2: kind of like it. It's weird, but I kind of like it.
0: Seems very strong. Seems very, very,
1: very strong. Also, it doesn't specifically say that uh, it's only particular creatures within the light or anyone other than it's just creatures within the light. So everyone in that light, including the person holding the candle, must make this charisma saving throw, or I guess they can just choose to fail it if they want, but... If you're trying to use it for interrogation purposes, yeah. Um, which I guess is it's always the case, but There's like, no like with even Zone of Truth, but um, with this, like, I assume people are going to meta game because if everyone rolls and you know, Alex, you succeeded. And it turns stark green. Like. Are you going. To go. Oh. I'll ignore that. Because I know he succeeded. Because we talked about our roles. Or am I going to wonder. Is my character going to wonder if. One of my friends succeeded. And we're going to have to RP. Someone trying to lie. Or are we just going to. uh, Are we going to. You know. Just kind of metagame that to see if any of us succeeded to know if the person we're trying to cast it on.
0: Honestly, what I would try to do with that regard is I would call it to roll, and then everyone has to message me, or if we're at a table, write down the (coughs) result of your roll, pass it in, and then as a DM, I'll just go, hey, the the flame lights green.
1: That, That could work. Yeah.
0: At least that would keep the flavor of the thing going. Yeah, one of those. If we're kind of do this, we're doing this, so let's let's enjoy it.
1: Yeah, just I mean, uncommon item that casts a spell. I mean, you only get it for a total of an hour, but like, you could use this so often because it specifies. Forgot this part. It specifies that. The like you can blow it out. And if it was like it's a minimum of one minute taken off the duration. But if it takes you. If you only need to ask one question. Yeah. Okay. A minute. Maybe a minute and a half taken off. And then you blow it out like so. What would normally be a spell slot for the day you can essentially, uh, if you're only asking one question at a time, sixty questions for you know a minute.
0: It's not bad.
1: No, that's that's a lot, and you, that could be spread out over so much time because it's not consecutive. Yeah. It, it seems a bit. It seems a bit powerful.
0: Yeah. Yeah. that'd be a fun cursed item you have this sentient floating candle just following someone. <laughs> it just goes, and then all of a sudden, like, I don't remember, like, Christmas saving throws. And so now there's just random zones of truth around. Especially, like, you have your face, is like, a bar trying to talk this way, and now there's just a candle following up. I there. That You know what?
1: It'd be pretty great, though. I
0: think that could just be
1: fun. If I was going to put a curse on this wouldn't necessarily be, like, maybe it works Zone of Truth for that one hour. But you're right, it's sentient and it follows you and it floats. It just changes color depending on what whatever it hears, whether
0: it's <laughs> truth or lie.
1: Yep. And you gotta use, like, a Dispel Magic Wish or Remove Curse to get to stop or something like that. And so you just, like, walk into, like any shop and you're like oh where'd you find this oh I, I, I bought it at the last town turns red and you're like what does what's that candle about like it just turned it just turned red that de- definitely doesn't mean I'm lying nope I would like... love that
0: you're just sitting there and it just <laughs> does something like that and it just goes and it's not just like oh it just turns color like it starts freaking out like this candle just starts doing like a like wacky shit whenever.
1: Like it just just it does something where like if you lie, where you're like, wait, what the f- is going on there, and then make it like, I don't know, like Arcana DC fifteen to see if people can figure out or identify spell or something like that yeah. to see if people can figure out what is going on with it. Maybe a higher Arcana.
0: too like, and you now have disadvantage on all um, stealth checks.
1: <laughs> yeah, because it's it's, it's yep. glowing all the time. yep, yep. <laughs> Get caught somewhere. Hi, who are you? Uh,
0: and disadvantage on persuasion checks. Hi, because I'm everyone Julia. Is just
2: freaking out. And like <laughs> double disadvantage like, what's going on, on, on sort of deception check. Yeah.
1: You you with a curse this item is useful but still really fun.
0: And every so often. Uh, So with that curse, it's once a day you can activate that Zone of Truth for free without expending a spell slot. But you have to deal with all these other things. You
1: have to deal with the curse.
0: Yep. But you do get a Frame Zone of Truth out
1: of it. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be be wonderful. Um, (laughs) So someone posted a crap ton of variations of the same one because they wanted to see which one is best. And I'm not going to read all of them. I'm going to read the first version and the most recent second version to see where it started and where it is now. Uh, So it's called Ceasefire, a fourth level enchantment spell. Uh, Casting time, one action range. Self, a 20-foot radius. Concentration to one minute. Vocal and somatic components only. Uh, so all creatures within a 20 foot... Within 20 feet of you must make a wisdom saving throw or become cursed for the duration of the spell. You and affected creatures have disadvantage on attack rolls made against each other and advantage on saving throws made against each other. A creature can choose to make another wisdom saving throw without uh, the advantage given by the spell at the end of their turn. Uh, the spell ends if the... if for a creature if they succeed the saving throw uh, after one minute, or if you dismiss the spell as an action, remove curse also ends the effect. So, it just makes everyone crap at hitting each other and everyone better at avoiding saving throws. Okay. The most recent version of this, the ceasefire version two point one. All the same stuff, but without concentration. Um. Okay. Yep. There. I mean, version two has concentration. I. I honestly think that's the only difference between version two point one and. Oh no, there. There are a couple other changes. It. Everything's just in Flux. Half of them have concentration, half of them don't. But so, 20-foot radius, again, uh, wisdom saving, throw or be cursed. Uh, or they can choose to fail the saving throw if they wish. I mean, I'm pretty sure that's just always the case. Yeah. Um, but invisible creatures affected by the spell become visible for the duration. Uh, that's the duration,
0: you... it's not dispel.
1: Not, it does not dispel invisibility, it just lets you be seen for the duration. So after the minute, your invisibility spell still exists and you become invisible again. <laughs> um, so you and affected creatures have disadvantage on attack rolls made against each other and uh, saving th- advantage on saving throws. Uh, an affected creature that makes a special attack against another creature does so with disadvantage... I assume that's more for uh, enemies who have special weird attacks. Like like,
2: legendary actions and such.
1: Yeah. Not just weapon attacks or something like that. I don't know, because that's stated really weirdly. I don't Mm -hmm. know. Um, Whenever an affected creature makes an attack or casts a harmful spell against another creature, they take 1d4 psychic damage for the attempt... For each attempt, yeah. Uh, so that's not even succeeding on hitting. That's just attempting. You're taking two d four damage, uh, and then the same thing with dispelling. And but you can upcast to the fifth level or higher, adding ten minutes to the duration. I mean. A previous version, the the 2.0 version, has concentration, and it's 3d6 psychic damage for the attempt.
0: Uh, I, I just minus like a couple of very rare times when it be worthwhile to even use this.
1: If you're trying to break up, stop a fight? But for a
0: minute. Now people know they've been cursed, and that would just be many you.
1: Yeah. <laughs> nice. yeah I mean, I hope the 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 person with the charisma can can get everyone to you know get together in a minute. Yeah. And at, at least come to a ceasefire without the spell.
0: Yeah, yeah an actual I... ceasefire.
1: Yeah, an actual ceasefire, not magically induced. Yeah, this seems.
2: No, it's a little strange.
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm not thrilled with this one. This is, this is no exploding
1: banana. That's for sure. No. Exploding lime. Wasn't it a lemon? It was a lemon. Yes, yeah, lemon. Yes, exploding lemon. <laughs> for a second, I was like. I understand the reference. But I feel like it's wrong somehow. <laughs> it was an exploding fruit that was. Yesterday. It was an exploding yes. fruit, yeah. <laughs> Almost everything was correct. Yeah, basically it's, it's
0: exploding uh, lemons. It's banana rockets,
1: actually. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm not super thrilled about this. Like. One, I don't see too many uses for it because <clears throat> it doesn't change the disposition of the people. And you can, I mean, talking is a free action. You can always, and if if you're trying to just get a ceasefire, you can use essentially your action to make a charisma check to try to like calm people down. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or if you're at that point, a, a better spell might even be Calm Emotion. If there's a particular person leader who's yeah. driving it, like, there are...
0: If it's Spellcaster's Anti-Magic Field.
1: Yeah. Like, there's so many better ways to do this. hmm
0: And if you're just using it to try to delay someone, there's so many other things that you could do.
1: Hold Person... <laughs> Which, wall,
0: of, wall of force, wall of fire wall, wall of wind yeah, any like of there's... these things that you can just make to have an issue any area battlefield controls can work in this regard to they'll make a delay anything yeah. that gives you difficult terrain so it slows them down for you to get away faster
1: Yeah. also you have spells like uh, compel duel if you're the yep essentially the tank and you're like no no focus on me i'm not gonna fight you because we're trying to resolve this but i'm gonna make you stop focusing on everyone else yeah. while i try to like calm you down like yeah. there's that like yeah. there are just so many better ways to do what What this spell is trying i think to do. yeah and even at lower level that's more effective really yeah. so like yeah i don't i'm not a fan of this no i'm not either I agree um, for what it's worth. It's it's worth as much as uh as as people <laughs> want to listen to you, which you know.
2: We're not gonna put a number on it, but let's just not, yeah. it,
1: there's a, a point it's, zero it's, in front of it. It's above zero. It Maybe a minuscule amount, but it's above zero, Peter. Oh, okay. You're great. And no one listens to this, so <laughs> I don't think I've, I actually haven't even looked. But I should probably like tw- send tweets out about this thing on Friday. Uh, probably. Actually, actually promote it.
0: Oh, uh, it's promotion. Yeah, let's... it's work.
1: <laughs> That's badass Uh. All right. So now we got a homebrew creature. Oh boy. Yay! from Harry Potter your favorite faceless ghosty piece of shit to Dementor (laughs) favorite ghosty piece of shit it's accurate (laughs) yeah and and apparently it's not owned by the poster and it's available for free on D&D Beyond which we know how much I love D&D Beyond and all of that I don't like D Beyond. Because I have all the books physically. Why do I now have to buy them again in DD Beyond? I don't know.
2: It should allow you to like scan a barcode or something.
1: You would think so, but they're uh D Beyond is run by a different company. Oh. oh, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Like it's done by a different company, so they wouldn't get the money. Like they have a a deal with uh, with wizards, yeah. but they wouldn't get the money from that scan. They would only get the money from, uh, oh, yeah, fair. buying it on D Beyond. I mean, there's plenty of people who yeah. only use digital.
0: I just so. my background with like an acid You know, I, <laughs> I think both of us are starting. Yeah, you know, I'm seeing it too. Okay, it's not yeah, just my, me. I'm, I'm seeing <laughs> it on my face
2: too. Yeah, both yeah. of your cameras just started doing weird things. Uh, well,
1: Peter. Hey, We're, wow. we're, we're, How, we're bringing like, in a new audience
0: <laughs> The keep people Because uh, our, our podcast numbers Peaked at 11 views in the second episode And is on the vent
1: Cool Did mine just fix itself? Yes. Yours did <laughs> Mine got worse But it's not me It is just my like background, is background. <laughs> I don't <laughs> know <laughs> I would (laughs) accuse you of using a green screen and it being poorly done if I didn't literally sleep on that couch in the background for a while.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, say you know this is real. I know that's all
1: real. I don't know.
0: Let me see (laughs) if happens. It looks like I have tattoos now. I
1: I mean, cool. What if you just like... Covered oh, 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 oh. oh, Oh! it worked. <laughs> we just needed some weird color light shift, and there you go.
0: There you go. <laughs> there you go.
1: <laughs> Maybe it was when it tried refocusing on your face, because when mine fixed itself, I covered up my face, and then... Your face is too powerful. Your our Both of our faces broke the cameras. <laughs> I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. Yes, I have a trippy face. <sighs> trippy. Anyway, so Dementors. <laughs> yes. some weird. Speaking of faces that break shit. Yeah, faces that break shit. Um. So this is a. Cr four creature. Um. So not. Not incredibly high level. It uh. I just realized like uh, maybe knowing like things that it is like would be good um, mm-hmm. swarm of radiant shardlings haven't heard of that before right I just like That's... <laughs> is this okay. fifth edition?
2: no is that pathfinder
1: alright SRD because it's better Okay, yeah, that was a whole bunch of crap. So, we're l- looking same level as, like, uh, Red Dragon Wyrmling, a Ghost, an Enten, an Elephant, uh, Black Pudding, Succubus Incubus, Wereboar, Wertiger, uh, Lamia.
0: I love that a Wereboar is the exact same thing as Black Pudding. Yeah. <laughs> So,
1: (laughs) armor class thirteen, hit points ninety or twelve d eight plus thirty six, which is right in the same ballpark. Yeah, I mean the the ballpark is, I mean it's not fairly narrow, but like Lamia has a hit points of 97 with an armor class of 13. So not not far off.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Um, let's see. Strength 16, Dex thir- 16, Con 16, Intelligence 10, Wisdom 14, and Charisma 7. Okay. So nothing crazy, vulnerable to radiant damage, resistant to poison thunder, bludgeon, piercing, slashing from non-magical attacks that aren't silvered, immune to cold, necrotic, that makes sense.
0: It's
1: It's medium
2: undead. I was about to say, it's basically dead anyway, so...
1: Yeah, uh, immune to charmed, exhaustion, grappled, paralyzed... Petrified, poison, and prone. I mean, can't knock a ghost prone. Or grab it. Yeah, it, I mean, all that kind of makes sense. Mm-hmm. Blind sight, 60 feet. Um, passive perception is 12. It the language is, the language is it new in life, but it doesn't speak. We're... Does anyone know Harry Potter? Were Dementors people before they were Dementors? I don't think they that, were, no. They're, they're magic creatures. Yeah, okay. okay, so that's kind of weird. They should probably speak, like, some language, but probably one of those exotics, like... Like Abyssal. Abyssal, or or, a, that's
0: Abyssal was the one that I was thinking.
1: Yeah, something like that. Instead of... Because this implies that they're, they were once living creatures who are now Dementors. Yeah, that's...
2: As I recall, that's not how that yeah, they're not
0: they're not Nazgul. They're yeah.
2: her own things. even though they may have looked like them in the one of the films. Second one.
0: Prisoner basketball. Yeah. Third Yeah. yeah. They seem very clearly ripped off.
2: So. Oh yeah. I mean in the later stuff they're not but, as much,
0: but like I don't think they even speak at all. Mm-mm.
1: Uh I think you hear like whispers and stuff as they're getting close, but it's just like noises, right? It's not yeah, it's, it's yeah, it's 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 basically it's and stuff.
0: Yeah, yeah. And since they bring up your memories, your yeah. terrible memories, you're just hearing things in your own because they're yeah. just like magically forcing you to relive your trauma. Yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, minimally, this does say they don't speak, so it's mainly just about what they understand. Like, if you talk to them, try to. But... Yeah, good luck reasoning with a Dementor.
2: Although, in the books, they can be ordered around by certain people, so...
1: Yeah. I mean, they got a deal over there with, at Azkaban. Yeah. It's it's part of the deal. So, you would assume they understand language. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um... And so... All right. Uh, So they have an aura of cold and sadness. Keep Padme away. (laughs) Uh, So when a creature first enters or starts its turn within a 15-foot radius of the Dementor, it must make a DC 14, either constitution or wisdom saving throw. Pick one at the time. Interesting, you get a choice there. Uh, On a failed save, the creature takes five cold damage or 1d6 plus two uh for constitution or psychic damage uh for wisdom uh no damage on a success there's kind of like a constant cold or psychic damage if they're close okay interesting uh then their actions they have uh Deadly grasp uh melee weapon attack Guess it's a weapon? Alright, uh so plus five to hit uh reach five feet, target one um damage is eight or one d ten plus three necrotic. Uh, The target must succeed a DC 16 saving throw or be grappled or knocked prone. Okay. I'm just going to say this. Would not be a weapon attack. Just be like a melee attack. They're not holding a weapon to do this. This is their hands. I mean, if you added like a claw to it, then I guess you might be
2: able to classify it a weapon. But other than that...
1: Yeah. I mean, that's not crazy damage. No. Uh... Do they have the Kiss of Death on there? They do have the Kiss of Death on there. Nice. Uh, So the Dementor's Kiss. A grappled target must succeed a DC 18 Constitution saving throw or take 27, 5d8 plus 5 necrotic damage. The target takes half damage on a successful saving throw. If a target is reduced to zero points by this attack, instead of dying, it becomes a Dementor after 1d4 days. A Remove Curse or Greater Restoration spell can prevent this transformation, stabilizing the target at zero hit points. Uh, Once the transformation is complete, nothing short of a Wish spell can reverse it.
2: That sounds like the Nazgul to me. Like, that's... Not how it works in Harry Potter. Like, your soul gets sucked out and you're dead.
0: Yeah. Not, no, you're not dead. You are not dead. It is... Oh, it is mentioned yeah. specifically. It is a fate worse than death.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's right. It's been a little while. <laughs> but your soul is still sucked out, and I'm... Don't think you can get it back. Not no, I do better. not believe For that. that person. I yeah. feel like
0: you're an empty husk of a human being.
1: Yeah, I think that's the general... <laughs> It's a living death, basically. Yeah. Also, so this this doesn't specify. You so you be, you're just reduced to zero hit points. So that's when you're doing death saving throws. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you just like, even if you're stabilized and given a healing word or something like that, will you still become a Dementor in 1d4 days? That's kind of what it insinuates.
2: Yeah.
1: So, you go down, because this thing used the Dementor's Kiss on you, your Cleric casts Healing Word to bring you back. That's not a Remove, Curse, or Greater Restoration spell one 4 days, you still become a Dementor. And you were reduced to zero. Yeah.
0: That's a vampire
1: sword? Which are already a thing in the game. Yeah. Also, I don't think have that strong of an ability. No. Uh, yeah, I'm... You know, I was with it for a while there. Yeah. Un- until that last thing. Yeah. It's a bit it seems a bit much. Like
2: it like the rest of it's interesting, you know, interesting flavor and all that, but then just the automatic 1d4 days you become something just
1: doesn't matter. Yeah. That seems a little I bit mean much greater restoration or remove curse. What? Would you have that at that because a CR4 insinuates that like a party of 4 at level 4 can take it on.
0: Yeah.
1: Like party v the mentor. Um I don't I'm trying to quickly look it up if it's a third level ab, aberration spell for remove curse don't think your party can save you maybe at fourth Uh, I don't think so I'm this is where my you know not playing and just DMing I forget at what levels people get what level spells no you'd need fifth level for a third level spell so yeah you. It's, it's just a, a fate for you. And once you are transformed, which is prob- probably going to happen then, uh, only yes. a wish spell can reverse it.
0: Yeah, the that's- only way I see an ability like that going is something that the players have discovered this type of creature exists in an area that they're going, and the entire point is to have an encounter where the players don't try to fight it. Yeah. I mean... That's not something you spring on the players. That would have to be something that is known, <clears throat> and they willingly took that risk to try to fight this thing instead of just saying, nope, I know.
1: Like... <clears throat> It would be an interesting minion for a like a mid-level party before a main boss. Mm-hmm. Like throw a few of them in there against like a level 9 or 10 party. Oh, man. <clears throat> um, That would be more interesting and I think a better use of this or good use of this. Uh, yeah, that's just... That last ability just really kind of fucks it. Yeah.
0: It would have to have a weakness of some sort. Like, in Harry Potter, there's a spell specifically designed.
1: Yeah, well, it is powerful. vulnerable to Radiant. So, Radiant Damage is doing more. Cool. Um. I mean, yeah, and either... I mean if you're homebrewing monsters, you're probably homebrewing other stuff. There might be a homebrew spell that they learn about from a local cleric that basically only works on these things or a magic item to keep them away from you or something like that.
0: Yeah, but Ooh. You have like an orb that gives you like an orb protection around you for an hour. And you have to get through a dungeon. In that amount of time, so now <laughs> you just have the time, like there, like the insta kill, sort of setting that you have this time. The clock is ticking. Don't dawdle, because if you don't, these things can attack you.
2: Or you can, yeah. Or you can add another magic item that can remove the uh, the effects. Magic chocolate. Yeah. But you just make it expensive, so you could do yeah. that too. Just make it so it's not only a wish, not only,
1: uh. A... Like, it's not super abundant. It's expensive, but something is there for a party to, like, buy from a local cleric or temple. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So that would be better than just, like, well, if it's a. If you're a lower level, you're kind of up shit's creek. So,
1: you're low level, fuck you. So, you know. And. Yeah, and potentially like a protect from evil and good to prevent the transfer, like prevent that from happening in the first place. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's only good against one person, but you throw that on your front line. I guess, it works up to ten minutes for that fight. I would say that would work. You give
0: up Yeah,
1: I mean, they give, it gives it already gives advantage against saving throws, <laughs> against relevant effects, and I would consider It's, I mean. Not quite a possession, frightened or charmed, but like I don't—I'll accept it. Say, like, yeah. if
0: we're homebrewing this thing, we can add an extra homebrew to make it. a spell yeah. that
1: clearly fits. Yeah, it, to what we're doing. Too. Exactly. Uh, inter- interesting. If person who does own it ever watches this, way to go putting on something easily on D Beyond. Right. I, I, I hear it's a great website. Never going to use it. Uh, that's that's it. That's all I want to say to that person. You've heard everything else I want to say. Um, so, moving to a ridiculous level ninth level evocation spell, Armageddon, casting time one action, okay. range self, mm-hmm. verbal and somatic components only. And Duration, one action. You choose one of the effects to activate. You summon a uh, 120-foot-high Firestorm within 60-foot radius around you. The The Firestorm remains for three turns, and on the end of your turn, it deals 8d6 fire damage to everything within the storm but you, and obscures the vision for every creature within the storm or looking into the storm, but you. Uh, the fire burns everything that is flammable and that isn't being worn or carried. After three turns, the firestorm ends. Okay. Right. Or you can choose up to five creatures. You then summon a 120 foot high firestorm within 60 foot radius of you, and the firestorm lasts until the beginning of your next turn. On the end of your turn, deal 8d6 fire damage to everything within the storm, but the up to five creatures you chose and you obscures everything. Uh, basically, the same effects. So it it's can, just for one turn, you and fly. you can, you can protect people, but do less damage. Yeah, Or you, you can I just mean, hurt
2: everyone and do more
1: damage. Yeah, because, I mean, you're getting... Every, essentially, you're getting everything flying and a 60-foot radius, so 120 feet Whoa. diameter. Like... You're you're gonna have friends in that. So, protecting them from eight d six.
0: So far, this spell is damage. sacrificing damage to hit all the things.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. Uh.
1: So then, uh, the following effect happens, no matter which option you choose, on the beginning of your next turn, after the storm, after the storm ended, you and any chosen creatures if you decided to cast the second option, begin to levitate. This effect works exactly the same way as the spell levitate, but it does not use any spell slot and does not require you to keep concentration. The ground in the area then crumbles and breaks away, opening a 300-foot-deep 300, 300 foot deep chasm. A creature... All creatures that are standing on the ground fall down... <laughs> Taking the normal falling damage upon hitting the ground, but as necrotic damage instead of bludgeoning. The creatures falling hit the ground on the end of their next turn. Creatures on the edge of the chasm must make a DC-22 dex saving throw uh, in order to grab the edge and not fall down.
0: I rescinded my previous statement. <laughs> it got rid Yes. It was like, yeah, was "This like, is okay, um, okay. And all of a sudden, what
1: the? Oh, f- <laughs> yes. So essentially, that's max fall damage. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Three hundred foot. It easily is beyond what you would need for twenty d six, which I believe is max max fall damage. If I remember correctly. Yeah. And they're not coming up from that. They're not coming up from that. And, and that's necrotic damage instead of bludgeoning. Well,
2: the so, things that have wings, are they still flying or are they on the ground now uh, because of the firestorm?
1: I would assume something flying would remain flying because it doesn't specify that it would, it, it doesn't specify that it knocks them prone or incapacitates them in any way. It's just everything that's standing on the ground. Falls. Falls because the oh, ground God. just breaks away into this three hundred foot chasm.
0: Hope you didn't do this somewhere important, right?
1: <laughs> Middle. That's of the town just one
0: hundred twenty foot sinkhole now. You <laughs> yep. have. Yep.
2: I mean, this sounds like I- a great story for somebody's lore. You know, world building for a later campaign. It's like these This seems
0: like a mythological event. Yeah, you're in your party see, either have like a vision of or hear stories of of some like demigod or something like that, some hero, the lord did I this. mean,
1: to be fair a level like 20 character Is I mean 19, 18 you know, having level 9 spells they are basically oh, yeah. mythological characters
0: yeah, no, I, I'm I'm just saying, like, is, I, would, I don't know if I'd want them using it because of the ramifications, but I think this thing existing is cool. Just because I could hear the stories of the tales of the great, let's say, Lobar the Mighty as being surrounded by the three of uh, liches and necromancers and their horde. Being surrounded all looks not and then cast this one thing. And just fire and drops them all.
1: Yeah. First of all, just want to call this out a little bit. Says Warlocks can know this spell. Level nine spell. They can only go up to I didn't I didn't think Warlocks got level nine spells something. I know warlocks have an ability to do weird stuff. They definitely get 5th level spells. That's the highest level spell.
0: No, they have ways to get home.
1: They, get they do. Home. But I'm just and saying, level nine like, is on the level. I I don't know. I have never seen a warlock cast a level 9 spell. Um, Because so it's,
0: a... it's their magic arcanum. Yeah. Yes, they can. Oh, they can't? At 17th level, they could choose one 9th level spell slot for their arcana.
1: Okay, so they could, in theory, do it. Now, I hear what you're saying about this being mythological, and I think that really that has to come from the fact that there's a now 300-foot deep chasm.
0: Yes, that's the big part of it. Um, there's now this
1: chasm that exists. Because just to put this into context... Another ninth level spell, Meteor Swarm, which has the range of a mile. Yeah, that's a uh, And does 20d6 fire and 20d6 bludgeoning. Yeah. It awesome. burns everything and all that. So, thinking, like, I mean, that's on 4 per like, different points you can see within range, 40-foot radius spheres. So, in total, the same... Well, I... Actually, I don't think you can... I don't think four... Well, maybe four 40-foot radius spheres would be... roughly similar size to one 120-foot radius effect. 120-foot diameter. Like I don't think you just add them together because there's space between. Yeah. I don't know. I don't. Math is hard, and I'm not doing that high level math because I just thought of this potential. I but, just
0: think of that one asshole high level person who's just like, you know what I want? I am going to chasm here. The next day, you know what? I want a chasm here too. You could do that.
1: <laughs> I'm just saying, like. I like the spell, honestly. I do Man, I like it. A lot. I do too. I, and damage-wise, it starts looking a little more powerful than something like Meteor Swarm if you take the first option because that's essentially an additional 24d6 fire damage.
0: Yeah.
1: So an addition really in addition compared to Meteor Swarm of 4d6 fire damage, um and over a longer period of time, but because your friends are most likely within a hundred or within a 60-foot radius of you in this battle, like they could get out essentially in time before the chasm falls while taking this damage, but also since it obscures vision, depending on how you want to rule that, they might not because they might get turned around in the firestorm. So there's... Way more risk to it than something like Meteor Swarm because you choose the points in Meteor Swarm. Yeah. yeah, so I like it. Like, I like this spell as a ninth level spell that makes things go boom. I like it a lot. Yeah,
0: I would love to have this like a spell that, like a big bad would have. Sure, like especially just going into a world, your party encounters just. A unnatural amount of deep chasms. <laughs> and you're just like, what the, hell is, what the hell is going on? Why are there chasms everywhere?
1: It'd be perfectly, interesting. Perfectly
0: perfectly circular ones as well. What almost created magically? What the hell happened here? It'd
1: be interesting.
0: Mm-hmm. I'd like this a lot. I like that one a lot.
1: i yeah, I just kinda like this uh
0: then they
1: counter a lemon. <laughs> oh my god!
0: I will not drop those bloody lemons. I love them. I love them.
1: You do. Pretty. Fantastic. Uh, yeah. Yeah. This is just wonderful. I love it. I love it so much. Um. Two more things. One fairly quick one, and then. One to get into a little bit. So, the first one is a magical hand axe called the Hell's Retriever. It's a plus three hand axe. Um, it requires attunement. It has ten charges that reset at dawn. Uh, the Hell's Retriever is an ancient hand axe with an incredible power mas- mastered by the Hellbound called. Uh, Hreshna. While Attuned you gain resistance to fire damage. You can use Hellish Rebuke at second level by expending one charge. Uh, when you hit a creature with the Retriever you can choose to expend two charges to d- deal an extra 76 fire damage. Or by expending five charges you can throw Hell's Retriever in any direction you choose. In a 60-foot-long, 5-foot-wide line, each creature standing in that line must make a dex-saving throw, DC 19. Uh, The creature takes 10d6 fire damage on a fail, half as much on a successful one. On your next turn, as a bonus action, Hell's Retriever will boomerang back uh, at you in the same line uh, if you're still in place. Each creature, still standing in the same line, must make another deck saving throw or take another 10d6 damage uh, or half as much on a successful one. If you move away from uh, your place more than 5 feet or you're knocked prone or unconscious Hell's Retriever will boomerang back uh, at you, dealing no damage. Each time you use Hell's... uh, Apparently there's another one called... Hell's Redeemer, which they did not link. Or they just forgot what they named this weapon. I'm guessing the, the second one. Uh, so each time you use Hell's Redeemer... Oh, that's the name of it. I'm stupid. It's the name of this ability that uses five charges. Because I'm stupid and can't read. Uh, you
0: must this, agree... We should go into the spells. I think we've had a, you've had enough home for, for the right. day. You just so so, all
1: kind so, I was just reading quickly. Uh, so you must succeed a DC 15 Wisdom saving throw on the end of your turn, or be affected with a with short term madness. See madness in chapter eight of the DMG. Interesting. Yeah. So I mean, you want to use something super powerful on there? You might. You're gonna go. You might go mad for a little bit.
2: Fiery Mjolnir.
1: There you go. <laughs> And this is, like, legendary in a map. Yeah. It's cool. I like it. Yeah. yeah. It's cool. It's. <laughs> like, especially if you're going, in, like, in-game, you've either gone to Avernus for something or you're doing something in Avernus and you, f- yeah. like, find this in Avernus.
0: Yeah. That would be cool. I agree. I
1: agree.
0: I say we should get into the ranger spells.
1: Yeah, let's get into the ranger spells. We don't need the path of the philosopher barbarian. That will leave with that one next time. Yeah. That will go
0: on a and we're already an hour in. Let's... We're saving that one.
1: <laughs> All right. So, we're so not, ranger spells. We're not quite an hour in. The timer started early. Yeah, the timer did start early. Close enough.
0: Alright, All right. so getting into level one. Hunter's Mark.
2: Yep.
1: Hunter's Mark. Yep. But also Goodberry.
0: And there's Goodberry. Food. Food.
1: I I've never played in a game that was super focused on uh making sure you have enough rations, things like that.
0: That's not fun.
1: And even with that, when I was, you know, the DM was like, oh, here will be, you can spend this much money for enough food for, to get to the next place. Like, okay. So, it was just like, we'll pay some silver or gold or whatever. Like, no big deal. Now that I've been playing Celasta, oh my god, Berry is so necessary. <laughs> it's ridiculous to have to try to keep finding, like, going for for food and crap especially if you're like searching for something that has a general location of where it might be and it might Ooh, take yeah. days to like find the thing you're looking for which happens like when you're trying to find these hidden things in celasta where they're like this gem might be over here somewhere and you walk around there for a few days oh my god good berry is wonderful i love it so much I restarted the game when I started one without a ranger because I forgot about it and I was like, never mind. I'll take a ranger. Screw the rogue, I'm taking the ranger. Fair enough. Fair enough. And speaking of uh,
0: things rangers do really well, level 2. That's what that that choice. Yep. We're we're, 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 we're cruising through these (laughs)
1: things. When we agree and they're like, I mean... They're the best because they're the best, and we all know they're the best. Yeah. they uh, the best
0: because they are the best.
1: Right, like, I'm sorry. Level 2 spell, that like, gives you a plus 10 to stealth checks. You can't yeah. be tracked, except by magical means, for, like, the party. Yeah. Oh, no, we have to stealth, and you have disadvantage? Screw it! I'll give you a plus plus. Yeah. Fighter in heavy armor? Or cleric? paladin take a plus 10 with disadvantage just you're fine yeah because of following the actual rules nat one on a skill check is not a crit fail so you still have a chance to pass your you still have a chance to pass your stealth <laughs> with disadvantage because it's minimum 11 Minimum 11, yeah.
0: No, that's not true. It depends if you have the negative modifier index, but I don't know who would do that. But it is theoretically possible. I'm
1: sure there's someone well, who's done it. Technically, the spell doesn't say it adds 10 to your stealth. It says you have a plus 10 to Dex Stealth. So you could it could be ruled that it does not say you already, like, you have a 5 proficiency bonus, and 5 in Dex could potentially do nothing. I don't know if it's been ruled by, like, the head honcho... Uh, that we all go to when we need help ruling on things is DMs, Jeremy Crawford. But potentially, because the spell is written in a certain way, you could rule that.
0: You pleading him now?
1: I am seeing if it was already <laughs> asked. <laughs> There are quite a few questions about this spell because it's ridiculous. It well, one was: Will it, does it allow you to hide in plain sight? Yeah. because of the bonus being so high.
2: It'd be special if it did.
1: Yeah.
0: Camera's getting trippy again. Oh no. <laughs> I'm getting <up>. Oh my. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, make it make the camera focus. Hmm.
1: Okay. And one of the things was like, oh, here's how I would. I want to homebrew this spell to. Lesson, because I can't deal with
0: this. Hey, <laughs> while he's looking, I'll go over my third-level spell, which I chose lightning arrow. Which chose I like what? It. Lightning arrow, because it is a good way for the ranger to do some area effect damage. Even though they're likely going to be an archer, because that's how rangers are nice most to be. <laughs> so when you make an attack, you get to shoot. Um, lightning in the in your target with like 48 lightning damage on a hit or half as much on a miss. Then, however, if you hit on miss all creatures within a 10 uh, feet of the target have to make a Dex saving throw or take 2d8 lightning damage or half as much. On a Successful save. This has the potential to deal a decent amount of damage yeah. in an area that Rangers generally can't do. Which I think is really nice. Yeah. because you cast the spell and you still uh, have to do a ranged weapon attack. Oh, and the casting time is a bonus action, by the way. So you can do attack, attack, cast this, your next attack is this, and then you can attack again. So you don't even lose any of your action economy. Nice. I, uh...
2: I think we've talked about this spell before, but I went with Elemental Weapon. Um. Because it makes, you know, makes your weapons magical. So if you're dealing with, it's like you're hitting something or shooting arrows at it, it's like, oh, look. It it can't get hurt by non-magical damage. Screw that. My my weapon's now magic. (laughs) So. Um. So, like, you you get to choose the kind of damage. It's plus one to attack rolls. And it deals an extra 1d4 damage of the type of uh, effect that you choose. And it can increase if you decide to cast it at higher levels. So, it's a concentration spell, though, which kind of sucks. But other than that, you know, it's not a bad spell.
0: Have
1: you found a verdict? So it does stack on your normal one. But you can't stack multiples from multiple casters. Um, So two people can't both cast Pass Without Trace and add a plus 20. That would be insane. That would be insane. Hilarious, but... Also, as Jeremy Crawford does clarify, uh, it does not cover up your smell. (laughs) Fair enough. Yeah, so the bonus stuff does not make you harder to smell, though. So if you have, like, dire wolves chasing you, you're still screwed. Yeah, it's it's visible tracks and, like, you know, concealment.
0: Cool.
1: Not invisibility. All right. <laughs> or not smelling like shit. Uh, Your third level. So my third level is Conjure Barrage. So throw a non-magical weapon or fire a piece of non-magical ammo into the air and create a cone of identical weapons that shoot forward and then disappear. Each creature in a 60-foot cone. 60-foot cone is so much area. uh, Must succeed a deck saving throw or take 3d6 on a failed save, half as as much on a successful one. The damage type is the same as that of the weapon or ammunition used as a component. Which also means if you have like a poisoned arrow, and you use that uh-huh. as long it's as the, it's not a magical th- yep. thing, it is identical. And you can stack the I. I would say you could stack those effects because it's non magical. If it's not magical. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, a lot of that stuff is not in D and D officially.
0: Um, recently with the Akashas, you have know, been having the uh, the actual thing with firearms. You can do like your feet and everything about it. So,
1: well, I mean, firearms have have yeah. been in the Dungeon Master's Guide the whole time. But, it, but you should be like, able
0: to break up something for exploding arrows, fire, just like a little. Like powder pouch
1: at the end of it, just. I mean, like a fire arrow or something like that's. Yeah. That's easy, but exploding, I don't know.
0: I'm just like taking you have, like a thing of like a powder attached to the end of the arrow, so when it strikes, it just goes boom.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm just. I don't think that particularly is something like spelled out in the book. Yeah. Something you're gonna have to. Homebrew humper- or yeah. use something from like. DMs Guild. Yeah. It's out there. So,
0: so like, Going to the Barren Wasteland that is level 4 for rangers, <laughs> I went with Summon
1: Element. Yep. Me too. Alright, there we the, go. It's action economy. Elementals yeah. are pretty great. Yep. Merry Christmas.
0: If you like Fae, do Summon Living Creatures, but uh not element. Yeah. And then level 5.
1: Level anyone, five I went with Swift Quiver and he went not pick Swift Quiver same
0: yeah.
1: cool yeah the ability f- as a bonus action to attack twice uh, is just amazing <laughs> like yeah. ammo what's, what's ammo? ammo like it's just it just shows up and sure mm-hmm. it disappears afterwards you can't collect it you know, for when you're not using the level five spell. But you know that's four attacks.
0: And it's a and it's a bonus action too. So you can yep. cast it, attack, 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 attack.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yep. Here you go. Some fun. And I love the material components. You need a quiver.
1: Yep. <laughs> I will say. Uh I- I the Because it is ranged touch, so you can cast it on someone else. If I remember correctly, with the fighter in their starting equipment they get twenty arrows. Yeah. No mention of quiver. Mm-mm. They just get twenty arrows. <laughs> To put wherever they want, I suppose. <laughs> so you might have to buy your fighter a quiver if you're going to use it on him. Yeah. What's he got in its pockets? <laughs> <laughs> what is a pocket but a small quiver?
2: Exactly. <laughs>
0: uh, this picture in my head of this fighter—he's like has a little thing, but he doesn't use a bow. He's using like an arrow. And just like watching sticks, <laughs> <it>. just like <laughs> yeah. Just, he has a quiver for him, so he gets this. He was just like, Yeah, 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 just, just like the fire triangle.
1: That's the ridiculous thing. He gets a bow, <laughs> he gets arrows, he does not get a quiver. The what? ranger gets a quiver. It specifically says a longbow and a quiver of 20 arrows. <laughs>
2: Just typo or just hilariousness? Hilarious.
0: Hilariousness, I hope. He just just literally pulls him out of his ass. You (laughs) know? (laughs) Storing in the old prison pocket. Get some necrotic damage with that.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Or potential to, like, give a disease. E. coli. Oh no! <laughs> uh, but would he have to be wearing a kilt into battle? Yeah. Or a fighter? Uh, a fighter, yes. It's not a barbarian. They need armor.
0: They they should have. They should they have armor. It.
1: I guess you're right.
0: A fighter could Especially ride if into- it's like a lizard folk fighter. I Just suppose. think of this thing he just comes running at you he stops, pulls something out of his ass and shoots it at you
1: <laughs> Would the act of pulling it out of your ass require an action though? So I feel that's a little more in depth than just like pulling a quiver or Why? Wow, it's the exact same throws. distance it's the exact Uh, same there's distance. a little bit more involved and and it's not quite the same distance. The quiver, here, one solid move. You're going to have to do a little squat thing to like, and bend. It's more involved. <laughs> Takes your bonus action.
0: Takes your bonus action!
2: <laughs>
0: your bonus you know, action.
1: <laughs> or <laughs> it adds loading uh, yeah. the loading quality to whatever weapon you're trying to do yeah. this with. <laughs>
0: Even by taking cross production, you can ignore. Oh, <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, yep. I mean, if you go that way, I now I now suggest you don't go that way because
0: that's. Oh god, that's terrible. <laughs> that's how you cock the crossbow. You just go down the crack. It loads. <laughs> oh no. <laughs>
1: What's wrong with us? A lot
0: of things. A great many things.
1: Yep. You're <laughs> being our friend yet?
0: Welcome to the Drunken Dice podcast where I try to break Jim and Peter on the most regular occasion.
1: You've been successful like the last two times.
0: Yeah.
1: And...
0: Oh. Right. Oh no. And those are folks who shit a lemon. <laughs> <laughs> and I got it again
1: <laughs> oh no <laughs> oh
0: oh boy
1: as your DM I know I will never allow this <laughs> I don't care how crazy and fun my games get uh no <laughs> <laughs>
0: No, how is everyone's drink? Empty.
2: <laughs> Empty outfit. <laughs> Mine was pretty great. I, I quite enjoy it. It sounds like it's a weird thing, but it's pretty great.
0: So this was really good. I'm trying not to go through this thing too fast. There should be some left. Really the moment, so. Yeah, so.
1: I will say with my drink, beautiful thing about tequila sunrises... Citrus really covers up the taste of alcohol. So even if you have bad alcohol, you got a bunch of citrus, you're good. It's way, citrus covers up the taste of alcohol way better than sugar ever does. And prevents scurvy. And prevent scurvy. I will not. <laughs> and that was my main goal tonight prevent scurvy. <laughs> you know, that super common disease in the 21st century. Yep. Everyone gets it, you know? All right. Almost like, everyone, but not
0: me. Thank you, everyone, or the one person as it turns out who buried with us for this. Say, we like you. You're the best. Hi, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, no, it's probably Nathaniel, but... Probably. <laughs> Alright. Thank you very much. Bye.
1: Bye. Bye.